You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Padres pitchers and catchers have officially reported to spring training, as has our awesome beat writer, A.J. Casavell. So we're going to talk to him about what's going on with the Padres. I'm Allison Sutter. A.J., um, okay, you're all there. You're there. Pitchers and catchers are there. And already Andy Green has uh, approximated that there would be around 10 pitchers in the rotation mix for this spring. We knew this was coming. We knew that uh, this was going to be a work in progress, I should say. How are they going to find enough innings to appropriately be able to evaluate some of these guys? Uh, that's a really good question. I'm not, I, I think they, they still are kind of figuring that out right now. One of the things that will definitely help them is the existence of the World Baseball Classic this season. Uh, it, it gives them an extra, an extra week of spring training, an extra week to kind of uh, to, to figure out maybe who's in the rotation mix, who's more in the bullpen. I think uh, it, it's not going to be 10 once we get toward the latter stages of spring training. I'm sure they'll pare it down. Uh, there are obviously a few favorites. Uh, Clayton Richard and Jolie Chastain are two guys who are – who have been mentioned as not necessarily locks, but as guys who are who they signed to be starting pitchers on the open in the opening day rotation. But in terms of finding everyone innings, uh, I'm I'm sure they're still working that out uh, early in spring training. It's 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 a little easier when guys aren't necessarily throwing five six innings a game. They can piggyback them. Uh, they've already made the decision to push back the throwing programs of a few of a few of their relievers because of the World Baseball Classic. Uh, so there should be enough innings to go around early on, and I think maybe they pare it down later in camp as uh, as we get closer to the season. It's a really good point that with the World Baseball Classic, that does take care of a little bit of the issue. There are um, first of all more. There's just more days um, at spring training, even though there's more off days because of the classic. Also, another thing that teams do is they uh, they'll have split squad days where um, half the team will play at home, half the team plays on the road, and then they also have what they call B games, which is basically sending a a, a guy that they're looking at trying to stretch out as a starter. They'll send him to the minor league fields, and there'll be some kind of like B game at like 10 o'clock in the morning. They'll join and maybe throw out a minor league game. Um, I guess you have to get kind of creative. And that's where it's kind of, I always found this, the nuances of spring training kind of fascinating, trying to keep the whole thing organized with all of the balance and everything. And, and I guess that's where the coaching staff comes in. But, it, I mean, it, do you find it interesting at all, like just the way that they really have, how they have to plan everything out? It's not just, okay, 1 o'clock, this guy's going to start. I mean, there's so much that they have to keep organized. Yeah, and this year it's, it's even, it, it's, probably a little trickier when you're balancing the world baseball classic and you're balancing 10 guys in the rotation and there it's 10 guys who aside from Jared Cosart who had elbow surgery during the off season he's he's going to be healthy if not now very very soon uh 10 guys who are all pretty healthy so they got to find time for them and one of the other interesting points i think is we have no idea who the opening day starter is we really have no idea who one through five is going to be any of them could be one any of them if if you take five guys any of them could be number one any of them could be number five so last year, I think it was around the first or second week of March, or pretty early in camp, when it became evident that it was going to be uh, th- that it was going to be Tyson Ross, then James Shield, then Andrew Kashner, kind of in that order. And we said okay, you can kind of you can kind of put together uh, the math and say, okay, that's probably going to be their rotation against the Dodgers when the season opens. This year, it's it's so wide open, we don't even really know who's in the rotation, uh, let alone who's going to start in what order. So I think they might have to 
crunch some crunch some numbers with uh, with some games and, and maybe make some split squads pay off a little more than they normally would have uh, to kind of get all these guys the look that they that they deserve. So some some position battles are going to be going on. I think the last time we talked, we talked about the outfielders, um, but the, the infield situation is is turning out to be kind of an interesting thing this spring. So second base and shortstop are kind of both uh, to be contended for, I guess. Second base, uh, Corey Spangenberg and Ryan Schiff, and um, I guess maybe Schiff has a little bit of the of the edge on that. Yeah, and if you look at the second half that both of them had, I guess Spangenberg's would be 2015 because he got hurt right away in 2016, and then Schiff obviously in 2016. Uh, they both had fantastic second half, so you could say they're both really coming off a couple great months. Now Spangenberg missed the whole season in between, and that's why I think Schiff has the slight edge. Uh, because he's done it more recently, but both of them are both of them are probably on the roster when camp breaks, uh, and there's just a question of who starts at second base, and uh, whoever whoever doesn't start will will ultimately back up second base and third base and have a spot. But uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting battle because both of them are left-handed hitters, so and and both of them obviously both of them hit hit better against right-handed pitching. So there's not exactly a platoon situation that you can find for them. Spangenberg's their skill sets are very different. Shims the power hitter. Spangenberg's kind of a, a speed a speed guy. But uh, it'll be a fun battle to watch. I think it's, if, if you look at the Padres right now and the and the positional battles on the roster, that's the most interesting one, and that's kind of the one where, if you combine the talent, where they have the most uh, the most talent. It's, it's it's as I'm sure the Padres will say many times this spring. It's a good problem to have. And that it's shortstop. So there's there's appears that there's going to be a battle there. Um, can you just kind of lay out what we should expect this spring from from that area? Yeah, shortstop's interesting because it, it comes down to maybe a little more than just a battle between Luis Sardinas and Eric Ibar, who was signed to a minor league deal, deal uh, last week. Because they they picked up Alan Cordoba, a Rule Five pick in the in the Rule Five draft, and they really like his skill set. They really like his. Uh, he, he looks like in their eyes a major league shortstop. Now the question, he's never played above rookie ball, so he's not a major league shortstop yet. They like to keep him around. But if they do that, there's not enough space on the roster to have three shortstops, especially if it, when they need to carry either Schimpf or, uh, or Spangenberg to back up at second base and third base. So uh, with that in mind, it, it's a battle between Sardinias and Ibar uh, with where it might, be, it might end up being a winner-take-all battle if Cordoba proves, proves that, he can, that he's good enough to make the major league roster. It could end up being where the winner, uh, the winner starts on opening day and the, whoever does not win, the loser, will end up in uh, – triple-A to start the season. Now, I think Sardinius has the upper hand now based on what he did uh, at the end of last season after coming over with the Padres. And I think a lot of people forget with Luis Sardinius. He's played in the major leagues for parts of, I believe, four seasons now, maybe only three seasons, but he, he's he's never received consistent at-bats. Last season with the Padres the first time he did, and he actually looked pretty good. He was somewhat sloppy at shortstop. He needs to clean some things up, but he's still he's still young, and so he, he has the upper hand early on, um, but the Padres are, are, are still in search of that shortstop of the future. Uh, they're going to give him the first chance, and they have some uh, appealing options in their minor league system as well. So pitchers and catchers reporting is very exciting because it's symbolic. Um, you know, to fans, they say, okay, finally it's starting, but the actual data, pitchers and catchers report, there's really nothing much going on, right? So it's a lot of... Uh, I guess there are, everyone's kind of gearing toward that first full squad workout, but it was just a lot of sort of, uh, I guess players come in and they get their their hats, they get measured for their hats, and they sort of set up their lockers, and there's some physicals that are taken, but uh, that's probably pretty much all that's going on today, right? Yeah, I asked Andy Green <laughs> what, what pitches and catches report means on a uh, on a macro level, and he said, well, 
it means physicals are being taken and it means guys are checking in. So he's Andy Green's not one to ever really get macro. He he takes the cliche one day at a time very seriously. Uh, he he never never really makes one day bigger than than anything else. But I mean, that's the, the pitchers and catchers report. That's from a fan's perspective. That's something to get really excited about because obviously it means it's the start of a new season. Uh, but in the eyes of these guys, it's it's the day one is a pretty mundane day. The, we'll we'll start getting into more. When the full squad reports later in the week, we'll start getting into more, I guess, intense workouts, maybe some live batting practices where you'll see some hitters facing some, some pitchers. But pitchers and catchers reporting is, uh, today at least, is, is not, there's not a whole lot going on. Maybe some guys playing catch. But other than that, it's a relatively slow day at Padres camp. Yeah, it's a literal report. They just they show up and they report and they say, I'm here. And then everybody can just <laughs> move on with what they're doing. So, okay, good stuff. AJ, thank you so much. We will talk to you next time. Yep, thanks for having me. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free at Bad 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.